going on, true crime fans? I'm your host, T. And I'm your host, Daphne. And you're listening to Going West. Hello, everybody. Hope you're having a good week. Today's case was recommended by Leslie, Amanda, and Heather. So thank you guys so much. Probably a lot more of you guys on social media because this case has a major new development. And a lot of you guys have probably already heard about that by now. So we wanted to help spread the word on it ASAP. So thank you guys so much for recommending this one. Yeah, this is a wild story that is currently just still in development. Yeah, Heath and has been like, can we cover this? Can we cover this for yeah, weeks? Yeah, and it, and it still hasn't gone to trial. So that's why I feel like it's very important to talk about it now. But... Uh, But it's crazy, and thank you guys for listening. Yes, and if you're looking for more episodes, we just released this week two new bonus episodes on Suzanne Pilly. That case takes place in Scotland. It's crazy. And then also Arushi Talwar came out a couple days before that. That is an Indian case. Uh, A lot of people call that case the John Bonet of India. Um, So yeah, both of those cases are out now on Apple subscriptions or patreon.com slash Podcast. All right, guys, this is episode 310 of Going West, so let's get into it. You know, some people enjoy composing their own music, chord by chord and others are happiest when they come across that one perfect song. Work is not a lot different than that. Whether you prefer building your own workflow or using a pre-made template, with Monday.com, you and the team can work in a way that's comfortable for everyone. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com and build your own amazing workflow, or find an awesome template. No judgment. Introducing Bluehost Cloud ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. We do begin with the case of Corey Richen. She's the author of a children's book about grief and loss, who's been arrested for allegedly murdering her husband, the case gripping the nation. Eric Richens allegedly warned his family before he died that if anything were to happen to him, his wife is to blame. When you heard that police said Corey murdered her husband, what did you think? I was numb. I could I I can't and I still can't believe that's true. Last year, Corey Richens told police she found her husband cold to the touch on her floor in their bedroom. He was 39. It completely took us all by shock. 
It's all about Eric anyway, and he's deceased. And he led an incredible life, and he was an incredible father. I think part of the message is not to forget about him in, in connection with all of this. Eric Eugene Richens was born on May 13, 1982 in Bountiful, Utah, which is a city just north of Salt Lake City. Eric was welcomed by parents Linda and Jean, and the oldest of three, he was later joined by sisters Katie and Amy. Eric was raised on a cattle ranch and learned the value of hard work early, often helping his dad with farming responsibilities, which really worked for him because Eric loved being outdoors and working with his hands. He was a gifted athlete and played basketball, baseball, and soccer, as well as running cross country. His family remembered that he owned, quote, almost every motorized toy possible and that he was fearless on them, leading to countless accidents and collisions. And in one, he sustained such a bad cut that he needed 200 stitches on his face. But along with his wild, adventure-seeking personality was a softer side as well. He adored being an older brother and was fiercely protective of his younger sisters. He was very connected to his Mormon faith and lived in Mexico City for two years, fulfilling the requirements of his mission trip. And there he learned to speak Spanish fluently and had such an affinity for the language that he minored in Spanish in college, even earning the nickname Rico. In life, Eric also longed to be a husband and a father. So after returning from Mexico, he completed his bachelor's degree in international studies at the University of Utah. And it was there that he met his future wife, Julie Jorgensen. After a quick courtship, the two were anxious to spend their lives together and they were married when Eric was 23 and Julie was 21. But sadly, it seemed that this relationship was not built to last, because after four years together, the couple called it quits. It wasn't the most amicable breakup, unfortunately, as there was like a long dispute over money. Because basically, Eric and Julie didn't sign a prenuptial agreement, so she was entitled to half of his earnings, which is something that he would later deeply regret. Because right after graduating from the University of Utah in 2009, Eric started his own very successful stonemasonry construction business called C&E Stonemasonry. And, you know, he loved this job and he really did well for himself. But sadly, on January 6, 2011, so two years after their divorce, an impaired driver plowed into the back of Julie's car. While stopped at a stoplight, a pickup truck barreled into her going 70 miles an hour. So Julie was killed on impact and her car burst into flames. The driver was later found to have been suffering from paranoid delusions at the time and had been smoking marijuana while driving, confused about where he had been and what he was doing. His windows were so fogged up at the time of impact that he couldn't see anything out of them. So while Eric and Julie were divorced by that time, Eric still mourned the loss of a promising life cut too short. And he was even mentioned in her obituary. Still longing to be a father, Eric eagerly continued dating, searching for a partner. But soon, his family friend named Linda King had someone in mind, a coworker of hers. Linda worked as a cashier at Home Depot with a young woman named Corey, and Linda thought that she and Eric would really hit it off, and she was right. 
Eric was an employee favorite at the store, and Linda said, quote, You could never forget his laugh. I loved that laugh so much. He would come into my line all the time. So after striking up a friendly relationship with Eric, Linda noticed that Corey had caught his eye. So she convinced Eric to approach Corey. Linda says that she remembers telling him, quote, Go over there and check out with her. You know, so they did, and they ended up having a date. From then on, they were like glued to each other. It was perfect, I thought. In June of 2013, in a beautiful, heartfelt backyard ceremony, Eric and Corey were married. And then they settled into Francis, Utah, in a sprawling $1.3 million home, about 45 minutes east of Salt Lake City and near the Deer Valley Ski Resort. The couple wasted no time starting their dream family, and within the next four years welcomed three boys, Carter, Ashton, and Weston. And also, Eric's work life was flourishing. He continued to put his handiwork to good use with his company, again, c and Stone Masonry, with his friend and business partner, Cody Wright. And more on the business, they specialized in laying custom tile and stone, designing elaborate fireplaces, patios, bathrooms, and much more, and catered to high-end clientele. But despite the very comfortable life that the couple had, Corey struggled with her lavish spending habits, leading to behavior that became extremely worrisome to Eric. Between 2015 and 2017, Corey took out four different life insurance policies on her husband, totaling $2 million. She withdrew and spent $250,000 of their home equity and also took $100,000 out from Eric's personal bank account, both of which she did without consulting him first. And she racked up $30,000 worth of charges on his credit card alone. She was also siphoning off money from Eric's company, which he had set aside to pay quarterly taxes, totaling over $134,000. When Eric confronted Corey about her spending, she seemed like she felt bad about it, but claimed that she needed the seed money for her business, which was flipping houses for profit. So that's where this money was going. I'm sure a lot of you are also like, wow, that's a lot of money. Where is all that going? It's going to houses or it's supposed to go towards houses, which I mean, it wasn't supposed to go towards them originally, but that's what she says that she's using them for because Corey was a licensed real estate agent, but specialized in turning over houses quickly and making money on the difference. So she swore to pay back the money that she had taken from Eric and his company. While they agreed that they would stay together and work through these issues, Eric met with both an estate planner and a divorce lawyer in October of 2020, unbeknownst to Corey. So it seems like now maybe things are getting a little bit more serious for Eric and he's thinking, okay, I need to figure out a way in case this does fall apart, I do need a divorce lawyer. Which makes sense, especially because she is constantly going behind his back and it seems like she's not really stopping. So yeah, he is trying to watch his own back here and at least start the process in case he does want to go down that road. But also, as Heath mentioned earlier, Julie and Eric did not have a prenup, but because Eric had to pay his wife Julie so much money after their divorce years prior, Eric's mom Linda encouraged him to have Corey sign a prenup agreement, which she did before they got married. But this basically just meant that Eric was worth more to Corey dead than alive because of the life insurance policies that she had on him totaling to $2 million. 
Exactly. And the adjustments to the family's finances continued when Eric, without Corey's knowledge, actually changed his will to include his sisters as the beneficiaries instead of his wife, Corey. Which he's allowed to do. Exactly. But Corey actually fought back on this because in January of 2022, Corey somehow managed to elect herself as the beneficiary for one of Eric's life insurance policies through his company. Corey again did this without Eric's knowledge. Eric and his business partner, Cody, took policies out on each other, ensuring that if one of them passed away, the other could actually offer a buyout for the decedent's portion of the company. Right, so this is what she was trying to get a piece of. She is making herself the beneficiary of his this insurance policy through the company. Right. So the disputes over money weighed heavily on Eric and Corey, but there were other issues as well. Eric had long suspected his wife of carrying out an extramarital affair. The attorney for the Richens family, who is now the de facto family spokesperson, Greg Scordis, addressed this suspicion saying, quote, he'd had concerns previously, and he had also had reason to believe that she was having a relationship, and that was continuing through their marriage, apparently in person. Not only that, but Eric had safety concerns as well. Now, a few years prior, the couple had taken a vacation to Greece and Eric had fallen violently ill. After they returned, he told one of his sisters that he suspected Corey of poisoning him, even telling her, quote, if something happens to me, check out Corey. I think she's trying to kill me. Then on Valentine's Day of 2022, another incident made Eric fearful of this same speculation. Corey had made Eric a sandwich, adorning it with a love note. And after eating the sandwich, he broke out in hives and had trouble breathing. So while this poor guy is trying to survive, he's administering his son's EpiPen on himself, and then he took some Benadryl and he went to sleep. And fortunately, that time, he recovered. But the next time, he would not be so lucky. On the evening of March 3rd, 2022, Corey had reason to celebrate as she had just closed on a massive estate in the area, which she was planning on flipping. And this is a project that she estimated would net her millions of dollars. This home, which is located on North Legacy Way in nearby Heber City, sits on almost nine square acres and boasts 20,000 square feet, plus a detached guest house. That is a massive house. Yeah, it's huge, but there's a catch. So construction began on the property in 2017, but it was abandoned after the builders ran out of money. In the weeks leading up to Corey closing on this house, she and Eric fought relentlessly as he thought the risk of not turning a profit was way too high here and he ended up being right. But basically the house cost about $2 million, which if you think $2 million for this 20,000 square foot house on nine square acres, like that's seems like a deal, you know? Right. And I mean, I don't know anything about Heber City, but basically there, it was reported that there needed to be like $2 million worth of work. So $2 million for the house and then $2 million worth of work. And to give you a better idea of why Eric was hesitant, locals have referred to it as a money pit. Like it was known that this was just a bad investment, but Corey went after it anyway. And on the evening of March 3rd, 2022, around 9 p.m., Eric was in their bedroom and Corey brought him a celebratory Moscow mule, which he drank in bed. 
She later claimed that he only had one drink and a THC gummy that evening. And afterwards, Corey went to tend to one of their sons, who she said had a nightmare, and fell asleep in his room with him. Or allegedly fell asleep in his room with him. Right, and she also claims that she left her phone in she and Eric's bedroom, where it sat on the charger, and that she did not have it where she was allegedly falling asleep in her son's room, which we're obviously going to touch on later. So around 3 a.m., Corey says that she woke up and returned to her bedroom to find Eric passed out at the foot of their bed. She called 911, who reported to the house at 3.22 a.m. And while on the phone with the operator, Corey claimed that she had been trying to administer CPR, but EMTs disagreed with this account based on the fact that he had a decent amount of blood still in his mouth. He also remained on the bed, which would have made CPR more difficult because the bed would provide more resistance than a hard surface like the floor. Yeah, I mean, that totally makes sense. It would be really hard to give somebody CPR on a bed. Yeah, so the EMTs are like, you did not give this man CPR. And when the EMTs arrived on the scene, they attempted to resuscitate him, but it had been too late. 39-year-old Eric Richens was dead. At this point in time, Eric's sons were just nine, seven, and five, and his family and friends were unbelievably shocked at the sudden loss of him because, as far as they were concerned, he was healthy, active, and vibrant. Eric's immediate family took it especially hard, having just lost Eric's mom, Linda, almost exactly four years prior in 2018. But despite, you know, these family members grieving, not everyone was mourning because Corey actually signed the papers for her new real estate investment later that day and allegedly invited friends over that same night to christen her new property with a party. Finding this incredibly inappropriate, Eric's sisters reportedly went over to the house themselves to confront Corey about her actions and the immediate aftermath of the loss of her husband and her children's father. And she and Eric's family had an increasingly strained relationship after that, you know, understandably. Luckily, an autopsy was performed on Eric and shockingly revealed that he had died of fentanyl poisoning. In fact, he had over five times the deadly dose of fentanyl in his system at the time of his death. Now, the medical examiner wrote that the drug was, quote, illicit fentanyl and not medical grade fentanyl. It is also the opinion of the medical examiner after evaluating Eric's gastric fluid contents that the fentanyl in Eric's body was ingested orally. So while rumors ensued that he may have been, you know, like a closeted drug user who overdosed by accident, his family found this account absolutely absurd and claimed that he had never touched opioids. About two weeks after Eric's death, Corey relisted the home that she had just purchased for close to $5 million, more than twice what she had paid for it. So she didn't flip it. Right. I mean, in two weeks, how much could she really have done? Yeah, she just wanted to resell it for more money. So while everyone who knew and loved Eric was confused and suspected Corey wasn't sharing the whole truth, she was questioned and she remained free, able to gleefully step into the role of grieving widow. On the one-year anniversary of her husband's death, Corey posted a slideshow of their past life together, captioning it, quote, Life is just so damn hard without you here. The cards I have been dealt seem like a game that just can't be played. Hashtag, please come home. 
If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment, no maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth sculpted look with Juvederm Volix XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you are allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medications that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, just visit Juvederm.com. We know you guys love a good mystery, especially one with twists and turns. Am I right? This is why you guys are going to love June's journey. Step into the role of June Parker while she tries to uncover the mystery of her sister's murder in the roaring 1920s. In this hidden object mystery game, put your detective skills to the test. While you're on this quest to uncover a scandalous hidden family secret, you can customize your very own luxurious estate island and let your imagination run wild. Daphne and I actually love to play this game together because you can chat with and play with or against other players by joining a detective club. You'll even get the chance to play in a detective league to put your skills to the test. It is truly so much fun. You guys are going to love it. So what do you think? Can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. As true crime listeners, you're aware of the dangers out there in the world. So why not keep your home as safe and secure as possible? Daphne and I do this by using Simply Safe. For award-winning security and peace of mind wherever your summer plans take you. When we get ready for our summer trips this year, I will feel so much better about leaving the house knowing that Simply Safe has our back, just freeing me from my constant anxieties. And also something I love is that their system blankets your entire home in protection. 
From break-ins to fires to floods, and with indoor and outdoor cameras to choose from, you will feel safe any time of day or night. And Simply Safe is backed by 24-7 professional monitoring agents to help stop crimes in real time. Which is part of why they were named the best home security system of 2024. Simply Safe has given us and so many listeners real peace of mind, and we want you to have it too. Right now, get 20% off of any new Simply Safe system with Fast Protect Monitoring at simplysafe.com/goingwest. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Heath and I are major sufferers of seasonal allergies. They are the worst. It can even be difficult to host this show when our noses are all clogged up. We have tried brand after brand, but luckily, for those of us who live with symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. And big shout out to Claritin for supporting this show and providing us with samples. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so that you can breathe better. I feel like I sneeze all day long. I always have an itchy face, but now I can actually go outside in the grass and not have a sneeze attack or be stuffed up thanks to Claritin D. Are you ready to live as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so that you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. On March 7th, 2023, just over a year after Eric passed away, Corey released a children's book about grief entitled, Are You With Me? According to Corey, she and her kids penned the book together in a joint effort to see to the needs of grieving kids. Corey explained that she was looking for a book to read to her sons at bedtime that would bring them some comfort, help them feel less alone, and know how to proceed without their father in their life. So thus this book was born. And the description of the book reads, quote, Wherever you go, whoever you become, their love remains with you. A heartwarming and reassuring book that gently guides children through the difficult experience of losing a loved one. Written by a loving mother who personally faced this challenge, this book is designed to offer comfort and solace to young minds in a way that is both accessible and engaging. With vivid and colorful illustrations, Are You With Me follows the story of a child who has lost their father, but who is reminded that his presence still exists all around them, just like an angel watching over them. Whether it's playing at the park or simply enjoying a quiet moment at home, the child is comforted by the knowledge that their father is always by their side. In her words, Corey explained, quote, I'm new to all this, so kind of doing research and reading books and trying to understand, you know, not only how to grieve as a widow, as a wife, but also with my kids, how to help them, how to help them understand what just happened. And one comment on this interview read, quote, she gave herself away with how to grieve as a widow. No one going through it has to research it. Now, after Corey wrote this book, She granted a Salt Lake City ABC news station a bizarre interview shortly after the release of this book. Appearing on the lifestyle show Good Things Utah, 
alongside two female hosts. She seemed stiff and uncomfortable and told the station that she just wanted to keep her jacket on. Now, this could be attributed to her reservations for talking about the harrowing experience of losing her husband, but body language expert Patty Wood said otherwise. Critics of Corey pointed out that in that short interview, she uses the phrase, you know, about three dozen times. And this is what Patty had to say about this. She said, quote, So when you make a definitive statement, typically when you're telling the truth, there's strength and delivery that goes from the first word to the end of the sentence. When you're saying it and there's no interruption, that's one of the indications of a true statement. So when you have an interrupter like you know, it's breaking up a sentence. It makes it easier for you to lie. And we're gonna do you guys a favor of kind of editing down the you knows, but this is how Corey described her and her kids grieving process. She said, quote, the three C's is kind of how I visualize it and it's connection, continuity, and care. Connection is the major one and it's making sure that their spirit is always alive in your home and memories are always brought up and doing things that your loved ones love to do, whether it's riding bikes or their favorite dinner and just constantly talking about them. Explaining to my kids, just because he's not present here with us physically, doesn't mean his presence isn't here with us and he's doing these things with us. He's here for birthdays, he's here for Christmas, and it's just comforting to them to know that they're not living this life alone. Dad is still here. And we're gonna include right now a little clip of this interview so you can hear it. Joining us now is author of Are You With Me? Corey Richens to share her three C's to helping kids cope with grief. And Corey, I want to start with your story. What happened in your personal life? So my husband passed away unexpectedly last year. So it's March 4th was a one year anniversary for us. And um, he was 39. It completely took us all by shock. Um, and we have three little boys, 10, nine and six. And, um, you know, we kind of, my kids and I kind of wrote this book on the different emotions and grieving processes that we've experienced last year. And, you know, hoping that it can kind of help other kids, you know, um, deal with this and kind of, you know, find happiness some, some way or another. So the women who interviewed her about the book chatted with Corey after the cameras were turned off and Corey opened up about what she thought had really happened, blaming it on complications from COVID. One of the hosts, Dina, recalled, quote, we sat with her after and we talked to her for a while as we do sometimes with guests before they leave. Maybe, you know, we're not in the next segment or we have a break and we spent a few minutes after. And I remember her saying she thought it was COVID. She thought he had a lung issue, so a complication from COVID and that was the discussion. I didn't think much of it again until we started having people writing saying she's a suspect in his case. When asked if the women had an inkling or any kind of inkling that Corey was lying to them, the second host, Soraya, said, quote, of course, when you look back after the fact, you're like, huh, well, I wonder if that was interesting. And she didn't show emotion. We have so many people who grieve in different ways. They process differently. And who are we to say that that's the wrong way to process, right? So for me, it was someone who was sharing their story, sharing a way, a tool to possibly help other kids. But we didn't know. 
Dina agreed with this, saying, quote, I had no spidey senses. I agree. People show and express in different ways. And that's not the first guest we've had sit down and talk about something that's hard or painful or a loss. And some people get misty eyed. Some people come in a little more prepared for it and they can power through and be composed. I did clock that, that she wasn't necessarily emotional. But again, I thought, okay, well, it's been a year. Maybe she's just prepared to speak about it. I did think that it was an interesting choice what she wore on the air. She was all bundled up in her jacket. Her hair wasn't quite brushed. And I thought she's still going through it. She was grieving. She's not quite together. So it's expressing it in a way that maybe she's not quite pulled together. But I don't know. Now I have so many questions. The host then added that Corey herself rode into the show and asked to be interviewed, not the other way around. So that's a very interesting point here because it kind of seems like, obviously she wants to capitalize off of this book that she wrote, but now that these suspicions are pointing towards her, it's kind of like you, you see right through everything. It's very transparent, isn't it? I could definitely understand why she was acting weird in the interview if she was just nervous to be on the air. Like I can imagine being on a show like that and having cameras on you when you're not used to that can be very stressful or just nerve wracking. But but it, again, knowing what we know now and what we're going to share, it just makes it all feel really weird. Yeah, it does. So that interview actually took place on April 6, 2023. So like a month ago. Two. <laughs> or two months ago. Yeah, sorry. Two months ago. And on May 8, 2023, Corey Richens was arrested for the murder of her husband. When police searched the couple's home after the autopsy ruled Eric's death an overdose, they seized Corey's phone and multiple computers. Though investigators discovered that Corey had deleted multiple texts and conversations and the mistakes she made were traceable. Though Corey had relayed to police and anyone else who asked that her phone had been charging in her room while she slept in her son's room, an audit of her phone proves that this was not true. Between 9 p.m. when Corey gave Eric that Moscow mule and 3 a.m. when she claims that she found him unresponsive and called 911, Corey's phone was unlocked and locked multiple times. She also sent and received a flurry of text messages, which were later deleted. Additionally, investigators found correspondence with an acquaintance addressed in the arrest warrant simply known as CL, who was a known distributor of drugs. Their criminal record contains multiple counts of possession of drugs and drug paraphernalia, as well as intent to distribute drugs. The first communication that the two had was between December of 2021 and February of 2022 when Corey reached out to CL asking for pain medication for a client of hers. Then days later, she purchased hydrocodone from CL. Two weeks after that, Corey came back to CL and asked for something stronger, telling them that she wanted, quote, some of the Michael Jackson stuff mistakenly referring to propofol, which is what Michael Jackson overdosed on. What she actually wanted was fentanyl. Corey paid $900 for between 15 and 30 fentanyl pills. This transaction came just three days before the Valentine's Day dinner that made Eric sick. Then two weeks later, Corey again contacted CL and requested another $900 worth of fentanyl pills. And then six days later, Eric was dead. I mean, come on, like that is some evidence. Yeah, it is. 
So Corey's financial woes persisted, and around the same time that she seemed to be plotting her husband's murder, she met with a moneylender who she owed $1.8 million to. She also still owed Eric more than $500,000, and she even owed the government $200,000 in unpaid taxes. So days after Eric's death, she broke into his home safe and removed some of his money. In February of 2023, so the following year, she filed a claim contesting the trust that was left to Eric's sisters instead of herself. Given that even Eric was suspicious of Corey's intent, Eric's family were not surprised by the arrest and instead they felt quite vindicated by it. But members of her community were shocked, remembering her as kind, sweet, and the quintessential Utah mom. Corey was charged with one count of first-degree aggravated murder and three counts of possession of a controlled substance with intent to distribute. When asked in an interview why Eric stayed in the marriage and in the home if he was concerned about Corey harming him, attorney Greg Scordis said, quote, It appears that Eric may have stayed in a relationship that wasn't good because he loved his boys and wanted to keep the family relationship together and maybe he was hopeful that things would change, but his number one concern was for his boys. Eric is remembered by his family, friends, and community as a true family man, a wonderful and doting father whose world revolved around his sons. He coached and assistant coached every team sport that they were a part of and was beloved by the kids and parents alike. Parents remember his encouragement and patience, always telling them to just give it your all. He made a point of getting to know every child on his team and making all of them feel included. Greg echoed, quote, what a wonderful father he was. What a philanthropist he was. Psychologist Dr. John Garrison put up a full analysis of Corey's Good Things Utah interview on his channel and hypothesized that if she really has done what she's being accused of, Corey Richens is a clinical psychopath. Dr. Garrison reported, quote, So you may be asking yourself, why would someone do this? Why would they write a children's book after the murder of their husband? If she is in fact guilty of the things that she's being accused of, that would make her a psychopath. Murdering the father of your children for money and then writing a book with them? That would be clear signs of psychopathy. So let's talk about why a psychopath would do this. There's a number of reasons that we're going to go through, but the first one I want to talk about is image management and manipulation. One of the primary tools of psychopaths is manipulation. If you're writing a children's book with your children, you are manipulating them. You're also manipulating the perception that other people are going to have of you. It's going to make you seem compassionate and caring. And so image management and manipulation are two big motivators for psychopaths. And I want to touch on this just briefly. So that's kind of what I was thinking in my mind. Um, the fact that she wrote this children's book, it almost appears that she like uh, this doctor is saying, wants to put out this image of a grieving mother who has lost so much and maybe that helps her, you know, feel or help, helps her look innocent in a way. Um, but the reality is that it's it just is a manipulation tactic and it's, you know, trying to cover up this crime. Well, absolutely. Yeah, I completely agree. And just the fact that, you know, it could have been uh, a ploy to make some money. I don't think that was her motive for... Um 
uh, reportedly murdering Eric. Right. Um, I mean, I think that uh, her, the uh, life insurance policy had a lot to do with it, but it's not like, oh, I'm going to kill him and write a book about it and make money from the book. I think the book was just a point of leverage. And also, yeah, like a source of innocence to say, I wrote this book about how much I'm grieving from this loss because can't you see I'm grieving? I'm a good person. And, you know, honestly, I think it's both. I think, you know, the fact that she wrote the book is, A, leverage, like you said, to make her appear to be innocent, but also possibly to make money and to gain some sort of fame fame from this because again she was the one who contacted that news station right to go on the show it wasn't the other way around exactly i mean clearly if we know anything about her just based on everything we've talked about in this episode today she wants to be on top she wants to do whatever she can to make a lot of money even if it's buying a two million dollar house that needs a lot of work and two weeks later turning around and saying okay now i'm charging five million and it's like wait what what value did you add none you didn't add three million dollars worth of value in two weeks that's for sure you know what i mean so it's like it's it just seems like she's always trying to cheat so Linda King, who is Corey's coworker at Home Depot and the person who introduced Corey and Eric, was devastated at how wrong their fairy tale romance had gone, saying, quote, I pray to God this isn't true. Their family was so beautiful. Everything was picture perfect, but I guess it wasn't. Linda had a special connection with them both, remembering, quote, it seemed like they were my children. I was proud of them. That's how I felt about them. When Corey broke the news of Eric's death to Linda, Corey explained that he had a brain aneurysm, which shocked Linda, but she didn't think to question it. Yeah, I mean, first she's saying that she told the news anchors that, oh, it could have been related to COVID. Now it's a brain aneurysm, but none of those things are correct. There was fentanyl in his system. Exactly. And I don't know why she's, maybe she's trying to make sure that people don't know that it was fentanyl to try to tell people that he had died from other natural causes. So nobody questions the overdose aspect and, and can accuse her of poisoning him or being behind it. But of course, like I said, Linda didn't know to question it. So she was very supportive of Corey and told her that she couldn't wait to buy her book. Now she says, quote, it makes me sick to my stomach to think about that. Like she couldn't do that. She wouldn't do that. She had too much. It's more than super shocking. I feel really numb. Carter, Ashton, and Weston are now staying with Eric's family and Eric's sister Katie has filed for guardianship. Corey's hearing has been postponed so that she can be charged with distribution of drugs in addition to the first-degree murder charge. And she is currently being held without bail and is due in court on June 12th, so in 10 days from when this episode comes out. And her book has since been pulled from Amazon. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening to this episode of Going West. Yes, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. And on Tuesday, we'll have an all-new case for you guys to dive into. Yes, and obviously, you know, sometimes with cases like this where there's a charge right away, we don't like to cover them because there are more updates coming. You know, for example, in 10 days from the day this episode comes out. But so many of you guys recommended this case and Heath has really been wanting to talk about it. And again, this just happened. So we wanted to put it out there and we'll continue to update you guys with everything that happens with this case on our socials. So don't forget to go give us a follow. 
Yeah, our socials are Instagram at Going West Podcast, Twitter at Going West Pod, and we also have a Facebook discussion group, which I am sure you guys are going to want to talk about this case. So meet us over there. Yeah, our hearts really go out to Eric and his family for this horrible loss that happened just last year. So thank you guys for tuning into this story. Um, remember, if you are all out of Going West episodes, but you want more um, for just five or ten dollars, depending on which tier you choose, over on Patreon.com slash Going West Podcast, you can access up to almost 90 full-length ad-free bonus episodes, or you can do so on Apple subscriptions. As Daphne mentioned in the beginning of this episode, we just released two new episodes at the beginning of this week, so go check those out. All right, guys, so for everybody out there in the world, don't be a stranger. is the story of the one as head of maintenance at a concert hall he knows the show must always go on that's why he works behind the scenes ensuring every light is working the hvac is humming and his facility shines with Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces plus 24 7 customer support his venue never misses a beat call quickgranger.com or just stop by Granger for the ones who get it done